so we had gotten all these experiences and just being outside, it being something that the family could enjoy together. The kids loved all of those experiences, whether it was helping Uncle Gunny and Aunt Joan, you know, harvest their their honey or helping mm-hmm. um, his cousin, you know, collect the chickens for the, the CSA. Any of that was just, um, it was just nice. It just felt nice to do it as a family. Welcome to This Mom Knows. I'm your host, Jen Yuren. The great thing about being a mompreneur is that it can fit your life. Carrie Ward joins us today to talk about hobby farming and how it's integrated into their life as a family. As always, you can find links for resources shared as well as a transcript of today's episode at thismomknows.com slash podcast. Carrie Ward joins us today. She is a teacher by trade, but she has been home the last 10 years raising her four kids and homeschooling. Her family's interest in farming was piqued after spending time with extended family who farmed themselves. And then they got involved with 4-H. So then they decided, let's just start our own farm. So welcome, Carrie. Thank you. So Tell us a little bit more about yourself, maybe where you grew up, maybe a little about your family, how old your kids are, and uh, things you enjoy doing off the farm, outside of that life. Sure. I'm originally from Wadsworth and Waukegan. That's where I spent my elementary school and high school years and uh, post-high school. Um, So mostly, you know, suburban city living is what I was uh, used to. Um, my husband and I, now we live in Wadsworth, um, but we started out in Waukegan. He's a fireman for the city and, and we started out there. We have four kids age 10 through 17, three girls and a boy. And, um, yeah, so that keeps us busy besides the farm. We keep busy. We love to travel. That's always been something that we've done either to see, uh, family or to see just friends and uh, the national parks and anywhere we love to go. And then the kids are all involved in sports. And so traveling to youth sports is just a, uh, a weekly daily event. It's just nonstop. So, so it is a full life. And, and if you're listening and you're not from the Chicago area, this town she mentioned are, are in Illinois. Um, So let's talk about the farm that you live on. Let's talk specifically about hobby farming. So when did you guys start your farm? Yeah, we started in 2016. So almost exactly five years ago, we started. Uh, The journey started probably about four or five years before that um, with just kind of being interested in saying, hey, this is something kind of interests us. And my husband and I, um, just delving into it more and learning from others. So in the in the intro, you said that it was you know spending time on a family on a farm of a family member. But what was it about that that really kind of you went? This could be cool. Yeah. Well, I've always loved animals, <laughs> and so being surrounded by animals was never um, 
is never a bad thing <laughs> from my point of view. Um, then my oldest daughter at the time, she wanted a guinea pig. And so, you know, we said, hey, you got to research it. You can't just go to the store and pick one up the day that you say, oh, I want a guinea pig. And so while researching, we went to the fair and um, we met this teenage girl that was in 4-H and she was showing her rabbits. And we said, well, this is neat. You know, a, a rabbit's not going to be that much more care than a guinea pig. And um, you're going to, you could show it, you know, we could get involved in 4-H. You could show it. They're a little more friendly and cuddly and, um, so, so that kind of started it after having um, different experiences with my husband, Scott's uncle, um, raises bees. Another of his uncles raises uh, cattle. Um, his cousin does farming uh, like a CSA where you, um, you know, you buy in and then she, you know, yeah. sells, off, share sells off different shares. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um so we so we had gotten all these experiences and just being outside it being something that the family could enjoy together the kids loved all of those experiences whether it was helping uncle gunny and aunt joan you know harvest their their honey or helping mm -hmm. um his cousin you know collect the chickens for the the csa any of that was just um it was just nice it just felt nice to do it as a family Mm, that's really neat. And so the family obviously lives close enough that you can you can go do that with them, these other people. They are actually in upstate New York. Oh, okay. Go, yeah, but we go out there once or twice a year. So, yeah. That's great. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, so let's talk about the hobby farm. What makes a farm a hobby farm and how is that different from homesteading? And, you know, do you feel this pressure to, to earn income from it? Yeah, a hobby farm is more designated as uh, it's going to be a smaller farm. You know, you're not having hundreds and hundreds of acres, but it's smaller. And really, you're just looking to get some joy out of it, maybe fill your freezer, and that's it. Homesteading would be more, um, again, smaller, not hundreds and hundreds of acres, but you're looking to sustain your lifestyle off of that farm. You're getting a hundred percent of your meat and vegetables, um, everything that you need, it's a self-sustaining on that, on that homestead would be the idea of that. We, um, my husband works, you know, he's a, he's a Lieutenant in the Waukegan fire department. And so that's our main source of income. And this was okay. just something that we were able to enhance our children's education um, and get us outside and enjoy something together as a family. So a hobby farm, there's no pressure, really. You, you can kind of make it what you want it to be. It's more about the experience. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So when you guys moved to your property, um, did you have a, a vision for where you kind of wanted it to go? Or did you just kind of go, well, now we've got the space. Let's just start with one thing and see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, when we were looking for places, we didn't. We knew we didn't want to go too far. We didn't want to go away from our church. We didn't want to go away from my husband's work, and and the property we found just had a house. That that's it. It had a house. No outbuildings. No barn. No anything. 
And so we were really starting from scratch. Um, so the vision kind of changed as, as we went. We had chickens already. We uh, had already purchased our chickens for the year. We had them. They were little chicks in a brooder. We were trying to sell our other house and we were trying to hide the chicken and the brooders in the garage while people came in and <laughs> looked at our house. And, um, you know, because we're talking like 40 chickens. Um, so, so we knew that that was that was step one day one you know it was just like okay um the kids actually didn't even have a bedroom yet because we hadn't we needed to um drywall their bedroom and put flooring in and everything so the kids didn't even have a bedroom yet but we built the chicken coop <laughs> because we had all these chickens that needed a, a place to go so we knew that was step one we wanted uh the barn for goats um, but we didn't know what that would look like yet. Mm -hmm. So much is available online right now. And we could have never done this 20, 30, 40 years ago without the internet. Right now you can go and there's people blogging on, on hobby farming. There's people, you know, yeah. all of this, all of this data and um, just rich material and groups that are willing to help you. And you say, oh my goodness, how do I do this? I'm in this trouble. Um, and we rely on that a lot and we utilize that a lot. And those are mentors that can be from across the world that are right at your fingertips. And so uh, we use that a lot and we were looking to figure out what we were gonna keep our goats in. We had goats on another property and we knew we needed, um, a shelter for them and that kind of grew we ended up we're like okay we'll build a little barn they don't need that much space and everyone's like well you always need more than you think and so that got bigger and and then it was well you know just different mentors coming in and saying hey you know if you sell the property eventually think about what another person might want that barn for if they want it for horses it has to be 12 feet deep you know, if they want it for a hayloft, it has to be, the entry has to be at least 12 feet high. Um, so then we kind of eventually, um, it took about a year to build the barn and get okay. the goats on the property and a second chicken coop for turkeys. Yeah. So if you were to, if you were to go look at property again and do it over, would you prefer to buy something that already had established outbuildings or do you like the fact, was it nice that you were able to kind of custom design it for what you wanted it was nice to kind of custom design it it was nice to have it in the location where we wanted it um and the entrances and exits how we we wanted it and i think though i mean either way if we had found a property without buildings um that would have been great too okay you know, i just yeah. It, yeah either way you're going to be putting in time and energy it's okay. not so it's yeah. <laughs> Got it. So you had the chickens, you had goats elsewhere. You've mentioned you added turkeys. Were the turkeys the next new animal you added or was there something else before them? Yeah. Turkeys actually were with the, with the baby chickens. So we had those. Okay. Yeah. The, Already. The, the okay. Chickens and the baby turkeys we had, you know, just little, little pullets, little babies. Um, so yeah, we had those right away. Okay, so what animals have you added? What do you have now or what have you had? Yeah, so right now we have chickens and goats. Um, we've had the turkeys, we've had ducks uh, and pigs. 
And uh, we might be doing lamb this year. We might Ooh. be doing some sheep. And we have bees. Bees is, um, yeah, we have bees. Uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of where we are. And um, we started off really big. We just, yeah, let's do it, do it, do it, do it. And you kind of learn, like, okay, wait, a step by step, everything takes time, everything takes a learning curve. And um, so, yeah. That's it's been a a learning curve. (laughs) So is that why you don't have some of these animals anymore? You said, let's pair back and do these really well before we jump back into more. Or why, why don't you have turkeys? And yeah. Um, Well, the pigs we will have, we will have pigs come uh, next month. So we can't, we raise those for meat. So we just keep them for short term. Yeah. Short term. Um, turkeys we don't have right now are one um we had we've had them for meat before and we've had them for pet and show and um they've just the meat ones obviously have passed away (laughs) and our pet ones that we had from the very beginning have now passed away so yeah so and uh a couple years ago we went really big had a huge goat breeding season and Um, That took all of our energy. We had 18 bottle-fed baby goat kids. And um, yes, that's a lot of bottles, folks. That's a lot of bottles. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I I don't even want to think about it. (laughs) And then ducks are... um, Ducks, That's we just decided to scale back. My husband loves duck eggs, and that's what we're raising them for. But the amount of energy to take care of ducks is high. It's, I would say it's probably was, is the highest of, of all the animals we've had. And just because they're so messy, they're so dirty and wet. And so you have to clean them often. We rotate their pastures. We rotate pastures so they don't destroy the land. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got, we got eggs and we enjoyed that. But we weren't really able to sell any of the eggs too too often. Um, so it just became something that we chose to put aside for a little while and focus on other animals. Well, that makes sense. So is your farm only animals or do you also garden? Um, it's mostly animals, but we do some gardening. We started with an orchard Um so hopefully we'll be producing that soon as it takes several years to plant a new tree and, and start produce off of that. Um, so we have, we have a mini orchard and then my husband's done a garden, but actually with COVID, um, I only like to garden on a raised beds. I don't like all the weeds and everything else associated with in-ground gardening. So we built uh, three raised beds during COVID and we had wonderful tomatoes and zucchini and that was, and some snap peas. And I can't remember what else we had. A lot of tomatoes. We had a lot of tomatoes. And then in the ground, we did pumpkins and potatoes. And those were great for just not the raised bed, just in ground. We had like 50 pumpkins. <laughs> oh, wow. That's fun. <laughs> Which is great. I mean, we use the, we use the manure from the goats. We clean out that, we make our garden and the pumpkins really like it. 
Wonderful. And that makes for easy decorating it in the fall. And <laughs> yeah, good yeah. pie. So, uh, so you're raising meat primarily for consumption then. And uh -huh. so do you process the chickens yourself? Do you, I'm assuming you outsource the pig uh, for processing, but how much of it do you do yourself? Yeah. Um, yeah. My husband does all, any of the poultry. So okay. ducks, chickens, turkeys, he, he does it all. And we learned that through his cousin who has the CSA and we were out there helping her and, and, um, she's amazing at it. And we just, yeah, learned it. And, you know, again, you get some mentors. We had some people come over a couple of times that helped him out and, and then he was just doing it on his own and does a really good job. Uh, so he, he does all of those and the pigs, yeah, we take to Lake Geneva country meat. Okay. Yes. And those, I have an appreciation for the the processing the poultry because the kids and I had an opportunity to be involved in a co-op where we raise chickens and pigs. Oh, and yes. let me tell you, it is, it's work. And yes. uh, I, I told someone recently, I was never so happy after that to pay 79 cents a pound for chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work. It is. So, yeah. yeah. Now you mentioned that, you know, one of the reasons you wanted the hobby farm was to enhance your kids' education and you homeschool them. So how do you kind of integrate their schooling into this? You know, I, I kind of envision some really cool, you know, on, you know, hands-on learning opportunities with animals, especially. Um, but how do you integrate your whole day so that they're, they're doing their chores, they're doing their school, but it's, it's life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they have to, you know, they have their own chores and what they're responsible for. And so they start their day making sure the animals are taken care of. And, uh, you know, we don't get up at 6am. We get up at, you know, like 730 <laughs> and take okay. care of the animals. And, um, and then in the evenings again, but sometimes throughout the day, there there's things besides those regular food, water that they need to be taken care of. So they might have to go out and trim the nails. They might have to go out and, um, you know, clean. Obviously we have to clean out the barns and the coops. And, and sometimes that just, that's, the, that's our day. That's what that is. Um, so yeah, there's so many things that, that they've learned through this experience. Um, even, you know, even neutering, you know, neutering the goats or neutering or um, tattooing or breeding. Um, my daughter did a lot of work looking at genetics and um, finding animals that would breed well together in order to bring up her show stock to make really great animals that you know kind of abide by the, the rules of, of show for those show animals, kind of how you see the kennel club, the AKC club on for dogs. There's there's shows for goats. And so they need to be those top quality and, um, you know, look right. Look right in all the ways that that breed is supposed to look right. Um, and they've, you know, milked. They can, they can easily out milk a goat, uh, you know, past me. That's, they're way better at it than I am. Um, so, you know, there, there's so many different things and even um, giving shots and, and health care for the animals. So there, there definitely is um, the biology aspect and the aspect of um, 
how do you how do you care for animals? How do you care for animals that you're going to eat? How do you care for animals that you're going to sell? Um, and the business aspect of it. So my older daughter created our website. She's in charge of all of our um, selling of animals, and uh, she will talk to people, and she's very knowledgeable. And um, you know, adults will just call, and then they'll say, like, "Wow, you know, your your daughter did a great job letting us know and giving us all this information, and even teaching us stuff." So um, yeah, there's there's a lot a lot of learning that goes on um, when you when you get into farming. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Well, you, you mentioned the showing, is that something you do through 4-H and, you know, why don't you tell me what 4-H is and, you know, how you guys got started in it? Yeah. Um, 4-H is a national, even international, I think maybe organization, and it has its roots in agriculture, but it's the whole premise of it is to get kids to be leaders and to get kids learning about just a vast array of, of subjects. So now, um, whether you're a city kid, whether you're a country kid, you can be involved in 4-H and um, not have animals, not have a garden, not have anything. You can do um, robotics. My son's done rocketry. Um, my girls have done photography. There's um, you know, web design. There's of course all the visual arts, you know, um, painting and whatever. The kids all did um, taking taking old furniture and rehabbing it. They they did that last year to to show at the fair. Um, so there's so many different opportunities, and it's a great place to start. It's a great place to go and learn, and they just really build kids up to want to be leaders and. Um, to, to take responsibility for, for things. And I've loved just the group that the, the group of kids that my kids have gotten involved with there have just been really great, great kids, great leaders, great, um, yeah, just kind of kids who love to learn about yeah. different, different, different things. So, yeah. But, yeah. Well, I love that. I love that idea of helping them learn to take responsibility, you know, for the whole thing. So when they rehab furniture, were they just refinishing it or were they kind of repurposing it and giving it a new, taking something and making something new out of it? Yeah, uh, it, it depended. My son did an old um, actual doll bed, you know, and he, you know, just sanded it down and painted it. He actually made the new um, cushions and stuff for that. Um, another daughter took a chair and made it into an outdoor planter. Mm -hmm. So it took the seed out and made that a planter. Um, another took like a pian an old piano bench and made that just a, a bench for her room. So yeah, you can do oh, anything though. Yeah, yeah, that's really neat. So now you fashion stuff in there too. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's fun. So Really, I mean, like you said, anybody, anywhere, it's not just a farm organization, which is what Absolutely. I think of when I hear 4-H. So yeah, now you mentioned you mentioned that your family enjoys traveling and you've mentioned yeah. that the animals take a lot of time. So <laughs> how do you combine those two things? Yeah, um, well, the ducks used to take care of everyone when we were gone, but now that we don't have the ducks... <laughs> No, we, um, 
you know, we've just built up those support systems around us. And so we've had different families come in. Um, our mentor, our GOAT mentor to begin with, she she would come. And now we have a family who we've been close to that just lives a mile down the road and they have some animals. And so we just trade off and on. So it's like, hey, I'm gonna be gone these, you know, this weekend. Can you watch our animals? And and we just swap. So that's oh. been that's been a blessing because it's it's hard. If you don't have someone, um, A, you need a physical body to do it, right? Yeah. But B, you need somebody who knows a little bit about the caretaking of a specific animal. So yeah. um that, you know. Yeah, and isn't scared, you know, isn't scared to walk yeah. in a, a pen of 18, you know, large goats and, you know, with yeah. them all coming up to you because they all want love. And yeah, that's right. So, so I would not be your girl for the job. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, and I know that you you enjoy sharing the farm with other people and sharing the animals. And uh, and one year and we still talk about it. You brought your animals to our backyard for yeah. our son's birthday party, which was the only year that absolutely every person I invited to the party said yes. So it was a real draw. <laughs> But uh, what are some other ways that you use your farm and, and invite people in? And I'm going to assume in regular times, not COVID times. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we've brought our animals out, you know, to our church for our Easter celebrations. Mm. We've brought them to other schools. Um, like Woodlands has had a exploration day, I believe, mm -hmm. where they bring in different people and, um, so there's other people, other things going on in and then the in the classrooms, and the kids just kind of travel around and they come out to the outdoor area and we have the you know the animals there where we teach them about farming and the animals and there's been a couple schools we've done that with, um, yeah sometimes you know every once in a while it's not our we're not advertising for it or anything but every once in a while we've done a birthday party or or mm -hmm. had people over just um to visit we homeschool mm -hmm. so we're um associated with a few co-ops mm -hmm. and so which are groups of homeschooling families and so we've brought animals there and we've also had those families come to the farm and and come uh we've had a um like a teen mom group mm -hmm. come out and be able to enjoy the farm with their, with their kids. And, um, so it's really, God's just blessed us with different, you know, different families and different, um, opportunities to, to use the farm. Yeah. And you've done some farm camps in the summer too. We have, we do occasionally. Yeah. 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 Of course, COVID. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that's really cool. So knowing what you know now, um, if a mom listening is thinking, you know, I'd kind of like to do this, what would you tell her about getting started? So like what comes first, buying land or trying out an animal? Yeah, I definitely think the research, surround yourself with as many mentors as you can. And remember that those don't have to be someone that you can, you know, physically reach out and touch and mm -hmm. can physically come to your house. It's good to have a few of those. But there's so many Facebook groups, so many blogs, so much on YouTube. My husband would make dinner and he'd have the YouTube going. 
um, you know, just soaking it in and getting those experiences. We did 4-H for, I think we ran it three or four years before um, we we had our own farm. I think we did goats three or four years before we had our, our own farm. Um, and so, you know, that was an experience where we were able to go to someone else's house and, and get that opportunity. And then I would say, um, if you're doing it for your, if you're doing it for your kids, be aware that kids go through stages, right? So your kid that's like, yes, I want a chicken or yes, I want a goat, you know, might not be that kid in two years and you're still going to have those animals in that farm. So, you know, the parents have to have buy-in and realize it's a lot of work and it's long-term. And, um, you know, we have my eldest daughter is, you know, she wants to go pre-vet. She loves showing. She's the um, youth rep for the American Dairy Goat Association. And she shows animals, she'll go to the national show and regional shows. So that's showing through 4-H and through these outside organizations. Um, you know, my, and my other kids have different levels of interest in it and have kind of ebbed and flowed. So you just kind of really have to be prepared and think long-term. Okay. So what I heard you say was it's good to try out animals in some way, make sure it's not just your kid's dream and be ready to do it long-term. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, good. Well, this has been really interesting. I, um, you know, I'm a city girl, so this is not stuff that, you know, I'm, I'm well acquainted with, but, um, but our time is coming to a close. And one thing that I like to ask every guest is, um, it's a little more lighthearted. It's, uh, what is your favorite gadget? Ooh. Okay. My favorite gadgets, I guess, if my kids were to say would be the Pampered Chef ground beef masher. Okay. Like, have you seen that? It like, it like yes. mashes up the ground beef. I love that thing. I think there's knockoffs of it now, but I love that thing. The yep, second thing yeah, uh, you have it? Yeah, yeah, it is. And the second thing would be um, that my kids would definitely say, because I'm kind of a freak about it sometimes, is a T-square, which is is a, it's basically oh. wood that goes this way and this way mm -hmm. and makes a T. And so when you're doing poster boards, uh, you know, science fair projects, any of that yeah. stuff, you know, you can put it on there and you can make a straight line. And my dad was a graphic artist. And so I grew up with one. And um, yeah. And so I just, I'm like, why would you do anything without it? Right. <laughs> you know, now that you mentioned that, I'm thinking, do you know how many things would have been so much easier to do <laughs> if I'd had something like that? Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, Carrie, how can people connect with you, find your website, or uh, do you have an Instagram account? Yeah, my, my daughter runs all that. Um, and she has, we have a website at www.jamexfarm.com. And Jamex is J-A-M-E-K-S.com. Yeah. Excellent. And that is all of your initials, right? In your family? It is. Yes, it That's is. That's fun. <laughs> I love that. 
So yeah. wonderful. Well, thanks so much for being here. And uh, thanks for sharing about your hobby farm. Thank you for the invite. It's been fun. Thanks for joining me today. I invite you to join me over at thismomknows.com slash podcast to connect with Carrie. And while you're there, grab your copy of five simple things you can do today to eliminate distractions, as well as finding links to all the resources we shared about in today's episode. Thank you.